0: Hello. This is R.J. Deacon. I believe this is my 327th episode. I'd like to say thanks to y'all for listening to me over the past five years. This year, on my 43rd birthday, May 13th, I'll graduate from Penn State Law at University Park and start gearing up for the bar and heading back home to Western Montana. I've accepted a job at the Montana Office of the Public Defender in Polson, Montana. That's about an hour north of Missoula and an hour south of Kalispell and Glacier National Park. It's one of the most beautiful places on the face of the planet, and since time immemorial, it has been cared for by the Salish, Kootenai, Ponderay, and Blackfeet Tribal Nations, among others. I encourage you to come for a visit and to stand with the tribes in protecting this area where the wind force on a single drop of rain may determine if that water ends up in Hudson Bay The Pacific Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico. It's been a long and fun journey for me. From a learning disabled high school kid, to driving giant oversized trucks, listening to Supreme Court oral arguments, to graduating law school, the road is still a part of my soul and I'm planning on a long, lazy, but filled with bar study, 2200 mile plus motorcycle trip and then flying back for my old 2003 Jeep Rubicon and a U-Haul trailer. So, for perhaps the last time, if you'd like to support me specifically in my bar prep or my journey home, please contact me at scholar 80 at gmail.com. As always, that's roads like the truck driving roads and the number 80. I'll be turning the podcast over to longtime listener Jake He's a 1L student in at uh, Northwestern Law, and I expect that he will do a fantastic job recording the episodes coming up, but he's uh, currently in the middle of finals in the 1L year. So in a few weeks, he'll start recording the other episodes and posting them, and I expect you'll enjoy listening to him. And I will come back occasionally to record a criminal justice episode or two. So, without further ado, this is the Supreme Court of the United States syllabus for Reed versus Gertz, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeal for the Fifth Circuit, argued October eleventh, twenty twenty-two, and decided April nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. A Texas jury found petitioner Rodney Reed guilty of the 1996 murder of Stacey Stites. The Texas Court of Criminal Appeals affirmed Reed's conviction and death sentence. In 2014, Reed filed a motion in Texas State Court under Texas's post-conviction DNA testing law. Reed requested DNA testing on certain evidence, including the belt used to strangle Stites which Reed contended would help identify the true perpetrator. The state trial court denied Reed's motion, reasoning in part that items Reed sought to test were not preserved through an adequate chain of custody. The Texas Court of Criminal Appeals affirmed and later denied Reed's motion for rehearing. Reed then sued in federal court under 42 U.S.C. 1983, asserting that Texas's post-conviction DNA testing law failed to provide procedural due process. Reed argued that the law's stringent chain of custody requirement was unconstitutional. The District Court dismissed Reed's complaint. The Fifth Circuit affirmed on grounds that Reed's Section 1983 claim was filed too late, after the applicable two-year statute of limitations had run. The Fifth Circuit held that the limitations period began to run when the Texas Trial Court denied Reed's motion, not when the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals denied rehearing. The Supreme Court held The decision below is reversed. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion on the court. Held. When a prisoner pursues state post-conviction DNA testing through the state-provided litigation process, the statute of limitations for a Section 1983 procedural due process claim begins to run when the state litigation ends. In this case, when the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals denied Reed's motion for rehearing at page 3-6, to Texas's threshold arguments lack merit. First, Reed has standing because Reed sufficiently alleged an injury in fact, denial of access to the requested evidence by the state prosecutor, the named defendant. A federal court conclusion that Texas's post-conviction DNA testing procedure denied Reed due process would amount to a significant increase in the likelihood that Reed would obtain relief that directly redresses the injury suffered. It's Utah versus Evans. Second, Texas's invocation of the state sovereign immunity fails because the ex parte young doctrine allows suits like Reed's for declaratory or injunctive relief against state officers in their official capacities. Third, Reed's procedural due process claim does not contravene the Rooker Feldman doctrine. The sole question before the court is whether Reed's Section 1983 suit raising a procedural due process challenge to Texas's post conviction DNA testing law was timely under the applicable two year statute of limitations. The statute of limitations begins to run when the plaintiff has a complete and present cause of action. That's Bay Area laundry and dry cleaning. Pension Trust Fund versus Furbar Corporation of California. A determination the court makes by focusing first on the specific constitutional right alleged to have been infringed. See McDonough versus Smith. Here, that right is procedural due process. A procedural due process claim is complete not when the deprivation occurs. But only when the state fails to provide due process. That's Zinnerman versus Birch. Texas's process for considering a request for DNA testing in capital cases includes both trial court proceedings and appellate review, which, under Texas Rule of Appellate Procedure 79.1, encompasses a motion for rehearing. Reed's case. In Reed's case, the state alleged failure to provide Reed with a fundamentally fair process was complete when the state litigation ended, when the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals denied Reed's motion for rehearing. Therefore, the statute of limitations began to run on Reed's section 1983 claim when Reed's motion for rehearing was denied. The decision below is reversed. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Sotomayor, Kagan, Barrett, and Jackson joined. Justice Thomas filed a dissenting, dissenting opinion. Justice Alito filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Gorsuch joined. Again, thank you for listening over all the years and take care. Enjoy Jake's readings, and hopefully the podcast will continue for quite some time.